0: ed robertson thanking you for making us part of your labor day weekend celebration we'll be back with a brand new edition of our program next week in the meantime we invite you to enjoy a replay of a conversation that originally aired in october 2020 with eight-time emmy award-winning actor ed asner ed asner passed away last week at the age of 91
2: hi this is john Biney. you're listening to tv confidential oh let's hear it for come on come on out here
0: Ed Robertson, along with Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, welcome you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Is always happy to welcome back eight-time Emmy Award winner Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own spin-off series, Lou Grant. It is Friday, September 25th, as we record this conversation with Ed. And if you know your TV history, you know that September. 2020 marks the 50th anniversary of the premiere of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Ed is kind enough to spend part of his day today helping us celebrate the Mary Tyler Moore Show, but we'll talk about some of the other things that Ed has going on right now, including his recently released memoir, Son of a Junk Man, in which, among other things, Ed pays tribute to each of his cast members on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and the grouchy historian, a remarkable book about the history of the Constitution that is as timely as ever right now, especially what's going on in Washington, D.C., over the Supreme Court. We'll tell you more about Ed's books and, more importantly, where you can find Ed's books in just a second. But first, Ed Asner, welcome back to our program. Thank you. <laughs> How are you holding up during this time of hunkering down?
2: I'm barely gripping to the firmament i'm about to fly off into a million
0: pieces any moment is it because like all of us we can't go out and do the sort of things that we're normally accustomed to doing because yes, we're? All... yes
2: yes 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 a thousand times <laughs> <laughs> all right enough laughing okay <laughs> yes Where's my
0: money yes God has spoken, because among among the many roles, Ed has played God three times in the course of his life, so, so... so I think I'm sure I could
2: squeeze in a few more.
0: Well, well, yeah, in fact, I'm going to ask you about that. I'm going to ask you about that, because um, at the time of the pandemic, you had several performances of God Help Us on tap, but and those had to be rescheduled, but I would imagine maybe you might do a virtual performance of God Help Us. Well, I, we're going to do one in Chicago, I believe. Is
2: it, is that right? Where's Charlie? Though Charlie's upstairs, okay. and Michael
0: Shannon's gonna be part of it. Oh, cool! Now, will you be doing it in Chicago, or will it be virtual? No, I think so. Okay, we're I not. Out of Chicago. I, Chicago is in your blood. Yeah. Chicago. It very much so. I mean, you got you you got your start as an actor on the Chicago stage, correct?
2: Right. Right. I'll always
0: be grateful. Always be grateful, and and, and if, if I remember correctly, from Son of a Junk Man, I believe you either worked with or got to know uh, Mike Nichols and Elaine Maine or uh, Elaine Mem among others around that time.
1: I know those losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were all part of the Compass Players, which would later become Second City, correct?
2: Yeah. I wasn't a part of Compass. It, it became Compass, but... Uh... It it eventually, through a snaky, weavy trail, led Paul into creating the improv element that uh, became so important on Saturday Night Live.
0: If I remember correctly, one of your first performances in Chicago was a production of Antigone with Fritz Weaver.
2: That's right, but that was still when I was in college uh, at the University of Chicago. And it's Spelled the end of my performing in college because I pissed off the uh, managing director of the University Theater, and uh, uh, I, I could read the writing on the wall. I would never work there again.
0: But, and to borrow a phrase, you know, when one door closes, another often opens. So that ended your time with the University of Chicago Theater. But if I remember correctly, uh, not too long after that, you worked with Mike Nichols, speaking of which, in a couple of theatrical productions.
2: Yeah, well, a bunch of the actors were discounted and disallowed by the head of the University Theater. So they created a second organization called Tonight at 8.30 and they would perform at Ida Noyes Hall, which is a smaller venue, but it gave us uh, an escape valve and uh, the next thing that they did was Androcles and the Lion and Mike was playing Caesar in that one and it wasn't long enough so they decided to create a curtain raiser for that. So they took a uh, a Yates, one of Yates's one acts called Purgatory, and uh, in which I killed my grandson, and uh, assigned Mike to direct it.
0: What was Nichols like to work with as a director?
2: He was fine. Uh, Mike had uh, exemplary taste, and uh, he could not stop from giggling quite often, but. Uh, he had good sense, good theater sense.
0: I have found that some of the best directors are usually directors who were also actors because they know how to interact and they know how to give direction to their fellow actors. Yeah, it, yeah. One of
2: the finest directors I ever had was Leo Penn, who was uh, Sean Penn's father. Mm-hmm. And he
0: was a lovely, peaceful fellow. Well, you're a lovely, peaceful fellow, too, Ed. Well,
2: That's <laughs> right, please.
0: I'm the company whore. <laughs> Ed Asner's memoir, Son of a Junk Man, is a charming, funny, and often very poignant look at his life and career from his colorful childhood as the son of a junk man in Kansas City to his spectacular acting career which spans the golden age of film and television and continues to this day both in television and on the stage son of a junk man available in hardcover paperback and as an ebook through amazon.com wherever books are sold online you can follow ed asner on facebook and on twitter at the only ed asnerd we'll, oh yes yes that will be on your headstone Right. Okay.
1: Well, Kansas City, first of all, has the best barbecue I ever had. Oh,
2: well, you know, all that barbecue crap started after I left Kansas City. So I can't even talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the best barbecue you ever had? I don't know. I uh, It's so rare that I haven't because I'm not in Kansas City. I hear Chicago has good barbecue.
2: Really? Really? I don't I don't, I don't know I don't know uh, I've got to watch my meat intake.
0: That well, that's true. Well, don't well, we all all of us have to at once once we reach a certain age.
2: Hey, is Donna there?
0: Yes, Donna's here.
2: Yeah, right here. How, how come I don't hear one goddamn word from her?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm a vegetarian, so I'm just letting you talk the barbecue out.
2: Well, you don't eat barbecue either.
1: Not anymore. I mean, it happened. You moved to California, you become a vegetarian. What can I say?
2: Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the, the, a part of the uh, son of a junkman is how all my early life at my father's junkyard, mm-hmm. a mile away, you could hear the cattle and the sheep being driven into the slaughterhouse. Oh. So I, I think of them and I turn away from barbecue. Okay. That'll
1: do it. I that, don't blame you.
0: That will, that will definitely do it. Son of a Junk Man, available hardcover paperback and as an e-book through Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You have been an actor for a long, long time, Ed. You have probably delivered a million lines of dialogue over the years. And I don't know how many words, but probably a million times more. But it's it's the three words I hate spunk that have become immortalized with you. When did you first realize that I hate spunk was not just another line of dialogue? I hate it.
2: I hate really?
0: being asked about that quote. Okay.
2: Then I. Because <laughs> I love spunk. Okay. And I adore people who have spunk. <laughs>
0: that line. Hello. Well, yeah, we're, we're here. We're listening to you. Oh, yeah. An important part of our job is listening to our guest.
2: That's very nice of you. <laughs> okay. Speaking so, English so, for your information.
0: We are. Yes. We, yes. I, I try to. I try to speak good English too. Oh,
2: good. good.
0: <laughs> well, yes. I, after all, I'm talking to God, so you know, just you talk real
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't know who is more omnipotent, God or Lou Grant. Well, uh... Boy, that's a
2: hard one. That's really hard. Well, Lou Grant's more approachable. Uh Lou Grant is more indictable. And it's it's an easy mark for mankind to choose Lou Grant.
0: Of course, you played Lou differently on the hour-long show than you did when you were uh, on, on the half-an-hour Mary Tyler Moore show. But in in both ways, the two different portrayals, you interpreted them differently, and you brought out different aspects of his humanity.
2: However, however both characters are omnipotent. Let's face it, Lou Grant was omnipotent,
1: and so is God.
0: Yes. <laughs> But... Lou,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> and what was it like going from one of the most beloved situation comedies ever to going from a comedy to a drama with the same character? Seamlessly, oh, I, mean. I, I I have to tell you that
2: as we made the switch and as I tried to meet the demands of the writers, I realized I couldn't. Rely on the same two clowns, my two brothers, that I would use as a source of energy. I had to find something else, and I plunged into myself, and I came up with my own self as the fount for Lou.
0: That's but right. I don't know. That, well, no, that, that's right because when you played when you played Lou on Mary Tyler Moore. You based him, at least initially, on your brother, Labe, and your brother, Ben. But then, as as you mentioned, because the format of the hour show was different, we saw more Ed.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: um, I sweated more. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I I was ready to say Lou as well. Uh, No, I got to meet uh, L.A. Times writer Pat Morrison, and the show Lou Grant came up in conversation. I mentioned to her that I was watching the show on the treadmill when I work out. She lit up over the mention of the show, and she told me that back in the 70s when she was at the LA Times, first of all, Lou Grant was appointment viewing. Everybody had to watch it. And then they come back to the newsroom and go, how did they know about this? Uh, That's
2: great. Well, it's wonderful, and uh, you can thank uh, who? Who's the Irishman who was running uh, CBS at the time? Uh, Paley. Paley, yeah. You can thank Mr. Paley for. I think it, was the Irish or Jewish? I don't know. Anyway, you can thank him for being abrupt in
1: canceling Lou Grant. <laughs> ah. Now, I, I watch the show now, and first of all, I think it gave me an appreciation of print media, of newspapers, because of that show. Well, Sadly, when uh, I watch the show now, I don't think uh, the L.A. Tribune would be in existence today. Really?
2: Uh, maybe. Maybe. I would I would hope so. I, 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 Of course, you know, I have to bring in the story. I was a high school editor. The feature page. And I'm working at my desk one day and my beloved professor walked by. Uh, This is a senior in high school. And he said, Are you thinking of journalism as a career? I said, yeah. He said, I wouldn't. I said, why not? He said, you can't make a living. Uh, And that was in 1947. Uh, Nothing has changed since then and it's gotten worse. Papers have an even harder time now than they did then. I take the New York Times to read, but I must say that um, I have a hard time with their print. They don't make it bold enough. (laughs) So, uh, But I still believe in print journalism.
0: Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom, along with our guest, Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as... Lou Grant on The Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own show, Lou Grant. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Son of a Junk Man by Ed Asner is a charming, funny, often very poignant look at his life and career from his colorful childhood as the Son of a Junk Man in Kansas City to his spectacular acting career, which includes film and TV appearances with the likes of Paul Newman, John Wayne, Walter Matthau, Elvis Presley, James Garner, Carol Burnett, and Robert Mitchum, Son of a Junk Man, available in hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You know, Ed, I watched Change of Habit, the movie you did with Elvis a few weeks back. I hadn't seen it in a long time. You had a couple of good scenes with Elvis, and you were funny. You were played a policeman, but you were yeah, funny. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I had a good moment. Peeling a banana on camera.
0: That's right. That's and, right.
2: Um, I, I was quite impressed with Elvis. When I first worked with Elvis, it was on Kid Galahad.
0: That's right. You, you worked with him twice.
2: Uh-huh. And uh, this was at the time that he was enjoying his celebrity. Mm-hmm. And he had an entourage around
0: him. Mm-hmm.
2: And he was busy learning karate. yes and breaking his hands while he was doing it yeah but he's still a good guy he i
0: i understand he liked to throw one of the things he did to relax he liked to throw the football around
2: don't remember that but i'd believe it if that's what he's quoted as
0: yeah he was a much better actor than people gave him credit for
2: i suppose i never paid attention to his acting i was I was still struck by a Starlight. <laughs> uh, we and then a few years later, I did change of habit with Elvis, and his modus had completely changed. He uh, he was no longer the uh, the good old boy with his ensemble, mm-hmm. but he was uh, playing a loner uh, and sweeping ladies off their feet, right and left.
1: Yes. Um. And
2: he was a lot quicker.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, he had. He had just finished doing the comeback special, so uh, he he had he had some giddy up, so to speak.
2: Oh, is that right? Yeah. And he uh, uh, he didn't need an entourage anymore to give him support. And
1: did you have any encounters with Mary Tyler Moore on that production? It's been a while oh, since I've seen. Oh, didn't
0: no, I? I don't remember seeing her. Okay, that answers her question.
2: <laughs> I got a call earlier today. I didn't take it. My my daughter took it uh, from her. Uh,
0: Husband. Uh-huh.
2: And uh, he uh, is busily involved producing a, a a documentary special on Mary that I'm going to appear on. Excellent. I don't know when they're going to see me, but uh, i got to do it.
0: Well, you, you, you have to do it because you, you can't do any sort of documentary about the Mary Tyler Moore show or about Mary Tyler Moore without Ed Asner.
2: Exactly. I
0: couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> but I'm try. You're listening to a conversation with Ed Asner that originally aired in October 2020 on TV Confidential. Ed Asner passed away last Sunday, August 29th, at the age of 91. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll play more of a conversation with Ed about the 50th anniversary of the Mary Tyler Moore show and the 50th anniversary of the Lou Grant character a well, we come back